Portland State University's History Department presents This Week Back Then. Today we're jumping back to March 21st, 1910, when racial tensions in a small Oregon town erupted into a night of violence. My name's Alicia Giambolini, and today we're going to be talking about the St. John's Riot. Perhaps best known for its iconic steel suspension bridge, whose tall Gothic towers are one of Portland's most recognizable landmarks, St. John's is a small, diverse, somewhat quiet working-class neighborhood located in northern Portland. But if you were to visit these same streets 107 years ago, you'd find a bustling small town whose residents believed their community was destined for big things. Beginning in 1905, a small but significant wave of East Indian workers had begun to immigrate to the Pacific Northwest. By 1907, over 200 East Indian migrants were living in St. John's. The arrival of these East Indian workers had inflamed nativist fears in the small industrial community, with many white workers arguing that East Indians represented a threat to their economic security as well as their way of life. These tensions came to head on March 21, 1910, when approximately 200 locals, including policemen and prominent politicians, attacked members of the East Indian community. The riot was rumored to have been sparked by a violent confrontation in a local saloon, but whatever the origin of the event, the violence escalated quickly as an agitated crowd gathered and began to break into the homes and workplaces of East Indian residents and rob them of their possessions. The growing mob then forced the besieged East Indians to board a train and leave town. I think it's important to point out that the St. John's Riot was one of many anti-East Indian riots that had occurred in the Pacific Northwest during this period. And the riots were in fact just a continuation of a long pattern of regional racial violence that stretches back to the first anti-Chinese riots of the 1880s. Despite this long tradition of racial violence on the West Coast, the story of the St. John's Riot is unusual because it was one of the only times when the perpetrators of such an act would actually be prosecuted. In the days following the riot, most East Indian residents had returned to their homes and workplaces in St. John's, where they would wage a strenuous two-year legal battle against their attackers. Nowhere else in the Pacific Northwest had the sufferers of racial violence been able to so aggressively challenge their attackers. That being said, it would be a mistake to think that local authorities' response to the riot reflected a more progressive attitude towards racial issues in the Portland area. The response to the St. John's riot actually just follows a long-established local pattern in regards to racial policy in which local leaders vociferously condemned violence, but still held Asian and Indian residents in contempt. In the end, very few rioters were successfully convicted, and those who were received light punishments. But this struggle for justice would bring together East Indian migrants from across the Pacific Northwest, from British Columbia to Northern California, and plant the seeds of a growing North American Indian activist community. In fact, according to historian Joanna Ogden, the East Indian community's response to the riot was a foundational moment in the development of the Ghadar Party, which was a political organization founded by East Indians in the United States and Canada that sought to secure Indian independence from British rule. 
I think it's fitting to end this story by reading a quote from one of these activists. In an article in The Oregonian, Tarakness Das, an East Indian Pacific Northwesterner, wrote these words, summing up his feelings about the St. John's riot and his feelings about the ensuing trials. We regard the United States as the land of liberty, which guarantees protection of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. The attitude taken by a certain section of the people of this country towards us has made us wonder whether the national reputation of the great republic as a land of justice has been violated or not. For more on this topic and others, please visit pdx.edu history.